Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, and today I'm going to talk talk about my top 10 favorite live-action Disney movies. Now, just to be clear, I am talking about uh, Disney movies that are basically in live-action, so that means uh, you'll probably see some of the Disney live-action remakes, but also other live-action Disney movies, particularly in the genre, genres, whether it's uh, horror horror, comedy, uh, or any type of genre, even action. However, I'm excluding those that are being released by Disney or anything, even though even though they are being associated with Disney, but I am talking about like movies that are basically live-action Disney movies. So anyway, I am not going to include uh, anything from Marvel or Star Wars because that will be a list for another day. Not to mention, uh, there will be some movies with live action and animated segments, segments which will be included on this list. So you might hear a couple movies with live action and animated segments. I am also. Uh, oh wait! Oh wait a minute! Oh wait a minute! Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. So anyway, uh, I am going on to the list right now. Here we go. By the way, I'm your host, Mark Kodo, and and by the way, spoiler alert. Number 10, Hocus Pocus. Kicking off the list is one of Disney's uh, most uh, most uh, cult classic horror movies of all time. That's right, Hocus Pocus. And uh, this is not the first uh, horror movie Disney has done. And, and that is a fair point to make because uh, one of their most uh, recent horror movies they made was uh, The Haunted Mansion with uh, Eddie Murphy, which is also based on a Disney attraction. But uh, Hocus Pocus is an entirely different, uh, different, different take on a horror movie genre. Now it's also, it's a comedy too, but it did add it into horror elements. Now this movie was released in 1993, but it wasn't much of a commercial success nor a hit with critics. But it did gain a cult following thanks to the uh, the airings that this movie has been played on uh, Disney Channel and ABC Family, which is now being changed to Freeform. And yes, they, they are playing Hocus Pocus right now on Freeform for uh, 31 Nights of Halloween, Halloween, which is actually pretty good. Now, uh, what I like about this movie is basically the, uh, basically the, comedy, basically the comedy is good, but it's also, also the quotes, the many memorable quotes that they, they, they did in this movie. Now, I do like the characters. The characters in this movie are basically the Sanderson sisters, uh, played by Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker, with one of them being voiced by, uh, being played by, uh, oh man, I forgot the other act- actress's name, but uh, I think it's Kathy Nijemi N- N- or something. I, I can't get, I'm sorry, I, I, I mispronounced her name. I mispronounced her name, but I forgot, forgot her name. But anyway, um, Bette Midler plays the head witch named Winifred Sanderson, who wants to, uh, 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 suck all the lives of the children to be young and f- young and for to live young forever, which is basically the point of this movie. The Sanderson sisters are capturing the children to be to uh, to to be young forever by sucking their souls or lives, I should say. Basically, yeah, that's basically the point of this movie, and uh, it is up to uh, to Max uh, to Max uh, his girlfriend Allison and his sister Danny to stop the witches because uh, somehow Max liked the black flame candle and I'm pretty sure everybody knows about that quote 
I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it, but everybody knows about that quote. Now, like I said, it wasn't much of a critical hit or a commercial success, but it did gain a huge cult following in recent years. So that's why this is actually one of my favorite movies from live action Disney's. All right, moving forward, uh, number nine, the game plan. Disney is never shy away of doing their sports movies. And I'm pretty sure, uh, and I'm pretty sure they have done a lot of sports movies. And and yes, they have. Now the game plan it stars a uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson who plays a football player named Joe Kingman. I'm pretty sure that's his name in the in the movie. Who plays for the Boston Rebels on um, being a successful, uh, somehow a little bit uh, over overachiever football player. If that's how I'm saying it correctly. Anyway, uh, now I do now now in this movie he does face a he does face a uh, he face his own his own uh, personal life as a father figure because uh, his surprisingly his daughter named Peyton shows up to his uh, to his home to let to let her to let him know that Peyton is the daughter of Joe Kingman, which is actually surprising because this is basically. Uh, Basically, Joan Kingman as a football player while while being a father figure to his daughter, uh, Peyton. Now, Peyton is being played by uh, Madison Pettis, which she she does excellent. She does very well and excellent in this movie as the daughter of Joe Kingman. Dwayne Rock Johnson as Joe Kingman did a very nice job in this movie. Now, now I know a lot of people didn't really like the, like much about this movie, but it is actually a pretty good movie. I actually went to see this movie. Since hey, it's a football movie, I and uh, hey, every everybody loves football, right? Huh? Yeah, right. But uh, what I really like about this movie is that uh, Joe Kingman comes to realize that he's more than a uh, football player. He's also a father figure, which this movie tackles, and which what this movie does, and this does. Joe Kingman becomes a father figure to uh, Peyton, which is actually good, and uh, and he does. Hey, he does. Uh, Joe Kingman does. Uh, Prove, prove himself to be a, a good good father figure and also change his ways of becoming a successful football player by winning by winning the big game yep which is actually pretty good yep hey there's your game plan game plan right there <laughs> anyway uh, I wish there was more to tell but I gotta move on to my next uh, my next uh, choice on this my ne- my next movie on this list all right uh, number eight Christopher Robin. Oh yes, the one we are journeying to to the Hundred Acre Woods where Christopher Robin loves to play. Ah, oh, Christopher Robin came out in 2018. Man, brings back so many good memories. Oh man, I, I really love that movie. Now this is one of the few live action Disney remakes that I actually enjoy because it, it wasn't just an ordinary uh, remake. It's a continuation continuation of the Winnie the Pooh franchise. Now, in this movie, it it shows Christopher Robin as an adult, which is actually pretty good for this movie. Now, uh, what I actually like about this movie is basically it shows uh, Christopher Robin as an adult. Oh, similar to Game Plan, this shows of how, of what it means to uh, not to show compassion and love to those that you love. Which is which is actually one of the main focal points in Christopher Robin. Now, uh, now in the beginning, in the beginning of the movie, it did, it did show uh, Christopher Robin leaving the Hundred Acre Woods because he was going to board, boarding school. But then, uh, 
did, he did go to bo- go to boarding boarding school, but somehow his parents uh, passed away, and then he has to like grow up pretty quick, which he did. He did met uh, his wife, Eve- Evelyn. Yes, that's his, that's uh, Christopher Wob- Robin's wife named Evelyn, played by Haley Atwell, who played Agent Carter in the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Surprisingly, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Anyway, uh, anyway, throughout the movie, Christopher Robin is is struggling between like between his work and his family, but somehow uh, Winnie the Pooh come comes to visit him in London. And my God, oh man, brings back so many good memories. Like I said, this move Christopher Robin brings in so many good memories from the Winnie, from from Winnie the Pooh. Oh man. The chemistry between Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin and uh, voice actor Jim Cummings as Winnie the Pooh is excellent. It br- it literally works out very well in this movie. And throughout the movie, Christopher Robin realizes that he is much more than a uh, than a busy uh, workman. He is also he he also he also loves to have fun with his friends while also caring for his family. Which is very good. Which is very uh, light-hearted and good for this movie. Now, like I said, this is basically a continuation of the Winnie the Pooh franchise, even though it's kind of a dizzy live-action remake. But hey, it's still, it's still a great movie to watch. And literally, oh man, I'm sorry, probably a tearjerker, man. <laughs> a good, a good tearjerker to watch. A tear, a good tearjerker movie to watch. <sighs> All right, moving forward. Number seven, Secretariat. Like I said, Disney is never shy away to doing their uh, sport to do on doing their sports movie. Now, uh, Secretariat. For those who for those of you who remembered your history, Secretariat is an American thoroughbred uh, racehorse. Am I saying this right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I am. Uh, he's Secretariat is an American racehorse who won the triple. Triple Crown in 1973 at the Belmont Stakes Race in 31 lengths, which is in Kentucky. Yep, in Kentucky. Although Secretariat is also named as Big Red. Now, in this movie, which is basically based on the true story, it literally, it literally tells the exact same story of how of Secretariat winning the Triple Crown in 1973. But it also shows in the brings in the characters Penny Chenry. Chenry and Lu- and Lucien La- Lauren, played by Diane Lane and John Malkovich. Now, this movie helped redefine the sports the sports genre and racing and the uh, oh uh, racing genre, which is very good. I really enjoyed Secretariat. It's literally one of Disney's most greatest live action Disney movies of all time. Literally, literally show literally showcase of what of how history can be brought to life. In a movie that literally that is literally something to behold, like literally surprises audiences and critics alike. I really enjoyed Secretariat. It's literally a great movie to watch, and uh, oh man, and and to this day, Secretariat still holds the record, though he still does. All right, and oh, also a uh, fun fact: uh, John Malkovich also went to Eastern Illinois University. And I'm not, I'm not making this up, folks. John Malkovich, the actor in Secretariat, was in no, not was in. I mean, yes, he was in Secretariat, but he did go to Eastern Illinois University. I think he went there for about a semester. I think uh, I, don't, I don't know, but uh, I'm not, I'm not making this up. Uh, look it up. All right. 
All right. All right, moving forward. Number six, the Jungle Book, the 2016 version of the Jungle Book. Like I said, uh, this is this this will not be the only live-action Disney remake on this list, and uh, the Jungle Book from 2016 is no exception. Now, this is basically a different uh, take on on the story, which is which makes sense because it did have a somewhat of a lighter tone and a darker tone, but it did it did stay close to the original source material to what the 1970 no not this not not the 70 1970 the 1967 version version of the same name. Now, uh, basically, as always. Um, Mowgli, who is a man cub, has to leave the jungle to go to the to to the man village. Now, uh, what I actually like about this movie is basically the photorealistic animals that ha- that came to life, which I really really enjoy. Because like bringing photorealistic animals to life is a challenge. But John Favreau, the director of the Jungle Book, brought. Brought this movie to life, and uh, this wasn't John Favreau's only live-action Disney remake movie. He did. He previously directed the live-action Lion King movie that came out this year. Although I believe the the 2016 Jungle Book movie was one of his best live-action Disney movies that he ever, he has ever done. And from Iron from Iron Man to the Jungle Book, John Favreau knows how to br- knows how to bring photorealistic animals to life. And this is literally one of one of the greatest live action Disney movies ever. Now I do like the casting that they had: voice cast of uh, Bill Murray, Idris Elba, Scar- Scarlett Johansson, and uh, among many others. Man, a, a movie to watch. This is a literally a great movie to watch. Oh yeah. All right. Moving forward, number five, Maleficent. Last of the live action Disney movies. I I promise because Maleficent, hands down, Maleficent is one of Disney's greatest greatest villains of all time and and a live action Disney movie came came to light in 2014 now okay okay this is just my opinion okay look I, I understand a lot of people are saying that the 2016 Jungle Book movie is probably one of the best live action Disney remakes but hands down Maleficent is literally one of the best the best live action Disney remakes of all time because not only did it uh not only did it, um, not only did did it retold the the, um, the Sleepy Beauty story, story. It didn't really tell much of the Sleepy Beauty story that much, even though it did. But it literally sh- told Maleficent's side of the story, like of how Maleficent became a villain. Why is she evil? Why is she a villain? What was the point of Maleficent becoming a villain? Well, the movie explains why, and Angelina Jolie did an amazing job. She put up a very good performance as the title character of Maleficent. She did an amazing job. And with the sequel that came out uh, last week, can't wait to see what the sequel from Maleficent 2 will look like. And anyway, like I said, uh, this is Maleficent is probably one of the best live-action Disney remakes of all time. The visuals were great. I mean, the story was a, the story itself was a little iffy, but hey, but hey, it's a spin-off movie of the title character while telling uh, Maleficent's point of view. So that... So that kind of makes sense to have a good story, but hey, anyway, uh, still a good movie. Hey, and also, Ella Fanning as um, as Prince- Princess Aurora was good too. I really enjoy her in that movie, as well. And as all, and and this is probably one of the best live action Disney remakes ever. All right, moving forward, number four, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Hey, a uh, 
a live action a live a live action Disney movie with uh, some animated segments. Okay. Uh. Anyway. Uh. Even though uh, this is technically not released by Disney, but Touchstone Pictures, which is a studio owned by Disney, released this movie. So basically, it counts as a Disney movie. All right. So just to be clear, Touchstone is basically a uh, a Disney movie. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is one of 1988's greatest movies of all time for live action and animation. Directed by Robert Zemeckis with uh, Steven Spielberg coming in as executive producer, this is a movie that literally brought audiences to their feet or caught audiences' attention with amazing visuals, particularly the animated parts. And and the writing was spot on. The musical score by Alan Silvestri was great. And hey, the writing is good, including some clever use of jokes. If you know what I mean, right? Now, uh, now the characters in this movie, Eddie Valant, played by Bob Hoskins, uh, is a detective uh, who is trying to who's trying to uh, solve a mystery of of Roger Rabbit being framed. But anyway, we yeah. Even though the title of the movie is called Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But anyway, anyway uh, what I like about this movie is basically it feels more like something out of Back to the Future a little bit because uh, Robert Zemeckis directed this movie with uh, Steven Spielberg as uh, executive producer and Alan Silvestri doing the musical score, not, not to mention Christopher Lloyd playing the film's villain, Judge Doom, who in a, a stunning twist is a tune himself. himself. Now, that is a big surprise right there, folks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, anyway, the movie itself is great. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a great live-action and animated Disney movie to watch. And it crossed over with many great and memorable characters, including the Looney Tunes and Mickey Mouse himself. Literally, literally a great movie to watch. All right, moving forward. Number three, Remember the Titans. This is probably Disney's most... Most uh, famous and greatest football movies of all time in Di- in in Disney movies. Remember the Titans is literally a great football movie to watch. Now the reason why I'm saying this because like because this is this is basically different from all the other football movies because Remember the Titans is basically is basically set during the time of the civil rights movement. So yes and. Also, not to mention, Disney is never shy away of doing uh, touchy subjects in their movies. And remember, the Titans is no exception. Now, it talks about a football team combined of all combined combined football team of of blacks and whites come together to play football, led by the coach named Herm Boone, Boone, played by Denzel Washington, who brings in a magnificent performance as the coach. Now. Now, the, the film and story is great of how their football team became undefeated for their season. Now, what I also like about Remember the Titans is basically the team itself. They had to settle, settle their differences between the, of what is going on in life. In life, Basically, since this is basically set in 1971, the time of the Civil Rights Movement, you had, they had to settle the differences no matter what, no matter what, win, lose, or tie, that doesn't matter. Settle your differences and work together. Basically, the football teams uh, at the start of the movie didn't get along because we all know why. But as they started, but as they started to get to know each other throughout the movie, 
they really know they really get along pretty well and settle their differences while also teaming up to win their games, their football games, and that is why 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 I really love Remember the Titans as a great football movie for for many people to watch. All right, and I'm not, and now I am moving forward. Number two, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Setting, setting, sail, setting Sail on the Black Pearl is uh, director Gore Verbinski and star Johnny Depp bringing Pirates of the Caribbean to life. Now, what I, now, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl is literally one of the greatest Disney movies of all time in the pirate film genre. Now, th- now Pirates of the Caribbean was the film that brought back pirate films on the map after the poor reception and critical box office bomb of Cutthroat Island in 1995, which literally uh, sunk the pirate genre, the, the sunk the pirate film genre off off the map, and that literally went down to Davy Jones's locker. But Disney took on the genre years later by bringing Pirates of the Caribbean to life. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean is an amazing movie. It talks about the story of Captain Jack Sparrow, who is on a mission to. Uh, Who's uh, I mean, man, the plot's kind of crazy. Anyway, but who, Captain Jack Sparrow teams up with. Uh, oh man, uh, oh man, it's kind of a it's been a while. Uh, t- he teams up with Will Turner and Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Swan to uh, to stop Captain Barbosa from stealing the Aztec gold. From well, actually, actually, point in the movie is basically the Aztec gold because they have to return the Aztec gold to a chest full of other Aztec golds to to lift the curse. That's right, because they've basically been cursed in the movie because they stole the Aztec gold. And the only way to uh, to break the curse is basically using uh, Will Turner's blood to up to break the curse. That is basically the point of this movie. Now, what I actually like about this movie is the action sequences. The, hey, action sequences are great. We're great in this movie. The acting performances is great, which includes Johnny, Johnny Depp's performance as Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, Jeffrey Rush's performance as Captain Barbosa, um, Orlando Bloom as uh, Will Turner, and and Keri Knightley as uh, as Elizabeth Swan. Literally amazing performances by the cast. The musical score is what I like about this movie. The Pirates of the Caribbean musical score by I'm trying to say his name correctly, Claus. Bloodette, no, Claus Bloodette or something. I can't, oh man, I, I mispronounced his name, but but in the recent other films, uh, Hans Zimmer took on the, the score for Pirates of the Caribbean, and I'm pretty sure Hans Zimmer did part of the score for the first Pirates of the Caribbean as well, which is, is exactly what I liked about Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Now, the writing itself was a little off, but hey, it's, it's memorable. It's memorable, I bet. The visuals were great. The story itself was good. And man, man, characters, many great and memorable characters in this movie. Like, literally amazing. All right, now I'm going to move on to my number one choice. Number one, Mary Poppins. I'm pretty sure everyone saw this one coming. Because take, taking the top spot on this list is the is one of the first live action. Live action. and No, actually, no. Probably not one of the first. But one of the greatest live action Disney animated Disney animated and live-action Disney movies of all time, Mary Poppins. Now, what I like about Mary Poppins is basically basically the characters, basically characters of Mary Poppins, uh, Jane, Michael, and uh, and Bert, Bert, played by Ju- 
played by Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke, per, per, respectively, for the characters. Now, really amazing, amazing characters in this movie. The story itself was great. It does sh- it, it does show the 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 side of being like what it means to be be a father father figure for for the children, which basically the the point of the movie is basically basically the father struggling with work while also focusing on work more than the children. But basically, Mary Poppins comes to the rescue to help out with that. And anyway, the musical score is amazing. Music, I mean, the music was literally amazing and memorable. I mean, it's hard to choose which songs are great. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can't, you can't just pick out one. Sometimes you got to go with all of them. I mean, the visual effects were great because, hey, and the animation segment, segments, they're great as well. The animated segments are great as well. And, uh, and not to mention, hey, the ending, I really enjoyed the ending where they all went and fly a kite. Let's go fly a kite up to the atmosphere. <laughs> I almost lost uh, the lyrics right there. But anyway, anyway, the ending is also memorable, too. But anyway, anyway, this movie itself, Mary Poppins, is a great movie. Literally great movie. Memorable musical scores, memorable characters. Story itself was amazing. And, not to, and also to add on, for about, since it came out in 1964, this Mary Poppins became the first Disney movie to be nominated for an Oscar for best for best picture. Even though it didn't win, but hey, that is a that is something to that is a huge pr- surprise to to hear. And and literally with a continuation a sequel about 54 years later with Emily Blunt portray- portraying the character Mary Poppins in the recent Mary Poppins Returns movie, it seems like Mary Poppins is com- coming back, to, coming back to the big screen. Hey, even if it takes another fifty years to make another movie, this will sure be a huge wait to to see. And literally, and, and literally, by the way, I enjoyed the uh, the Mary Poppins uh, sequel. Hey, let me let me tell you something. The sequel may not may not top the original, but it's still still a great movie to watch. And that is why Mary Poppins is number one on my list. And also, to paraphrase uh, Yandu Udanta from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Mary Poppins is number one, y'all! <laughs> uh, that quote from the, 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 the quote from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to which Yandu Udanta said in, in that movie, I'm Mary, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> Great quote from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, man, that, that is such a good quote. Literally came, literally, <laughs> literally a great quote. All right, and there you have it. That is my top ten favorite live action Disney movies. What do you guys think? You think, uh, you think there's any live action Disney movies I that I missed? Think that I should make another list? Uh, let me know. What? Let me know. Share your thoughts. Anyway, um, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's uh, Cinema. Anyway, I hope you guys have a good Monday. Have a good Monday afternoon. I hope you guys have a good week. And also, hey, it's homecoming week, so enjoy your homecoming week. By the way, enjoy it. And uh, as always, I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's Cinema. And uh, have a good week. And I'll see you all next week. All right. I'll see you later. Bye.